Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, August 8, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, there's a lot of stuff on the docket, and what we're going to do is take it from the biggest picture down to the smallest picture. And when I say biggest picture, the stuff that's going on of late. Normally, we start off with what's jumping off the page at us on the daily chart, But now, let's start with the weekly chart. We closed another week last week. They did not close above the breakdown candle high. The high is 416.61. They poked their head above there. The high last week was 415.68. They poked their head above today. The high was 417.62. They're not above the breakdown candle high. It's interesting. They're at an important area. They've certainly pushed a lot higher and farther than most people would have thought. But let's not forget, it's the market's job to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. Mrs. Market is always going to do the thing you don't expect her to do. By the way, monthly chart, same routine. Breakdown candle high, same number, 417.44. We've gone over this number dozens of times at this point. Today was the day they poked their head above it. They couldn't get above, but that's okay. It's one day. It's the first day they reached that number. So we know from a monthly and weekly perspective, we're at an important area. Now we flip things over to the daily chart and we're back to our breakdown box. It's the same stuff. It just looks different than the weekly and the monthly chart. However, the top of this breakdown box is exactly the same 417.44. So that's what happened today. They got to the top. They were rejected from peaking above or trying to get above the top of this area. It's not a market rejection. It's an intraday rejection, meaning they're not ready to bust higher just yet. Can it morph into something more? Well, of course it can. Hold on. Keep your panties on. We'll get to that in a few minutes. So from a big picture perspective, what's been going on? The market rallied up into the breakdown box. We didn't know if it was get rejected at the front end of the box, if it was going to the higher end or the top end of the box, or if it's going to blow through the box and go somewhere altogether. However, right now, we're in the box. It's an important area from a price perspective. Now, let's talk about time. Why? Because time is more important than price. So if you factor time in, we're at a very interesting slash critical time zone on the tape. We talked about it a number of times. Late July, early August is important. So what we've also said, it's not uncommon for the market to run up or down into these important time zones. So already that's what happened. So we need to just put that aside and say the market did the thing where it runs up into an important time zone. Well, how do you know if I'm right or am I entirely wrong about the entire or whole situation? Well, if we start closing or they start closing candles daily above this box, 417.44, not just once, but we'll say at least two times, then it's really going to open the door for a run to four and a quarter or potentially higher. 
Let's take a slightly different perspective using the 240-minute chart. And what we're focused on here is the last breakup candle in the sequence. Now, you can make a case this is a breakup candle and it's the last one in the sequence, and that's fine, but that's not the focus of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this one, and there's a method to the madness. Last week, on Friday, the market ran down to make a test of the low of that breakup candle, and it rocketed back up. Today, she started to break out and was rejected. So here's the thing. A, we could say there was an attempt at a breakout, but on this chart, what the dominant thing really is, is the breakup candle, the low that held, and the fact that they haven't broken out just yet doesn't preclude them from breaking out tomorrow or Wednesday or beyond. So as long as they stay above the low of that breakup candle, which is 410 even. And on this chart, that would represent 240-minute candle closes. As long as they stay above there, they're still in this bullish formation. Now, when we flip over to a 120-minute chart, we get a slightly different picture. The same stuff from the 240 chart is intact. The larger time frame is always going to be the dominant thing. However, that being said, stuff always begins or starts from a small time frame and morphs from there. So on the 120-minute chart, all of a sudden we notice the thing that's jumping out is a tail candle when the market was at a recent high. That's important. She puts in a sign or signal of a trend change. We call this one a pseudo-doji candle. And then a breakdown candle and a couple more beginning to create a potential bearish flaggish pattern. It's only two candles. We're not going to rubber stamp this thing a bear flag pattern. But this is what we have in development on the 120-minute chart. What about the hourly chart? Well, things become a little bit more clear on the hourly chart. You have a breakdown candle, same as the 120 chart. Now you have more of a bear flag pattern developing, and they're getting squeezed by the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average on this chart. So if they can't get above the 20, and this bear flag pattern plays out, they're going to fall and have another leg in the southern direction. To where? How about running another test of 410? Remember, the 240-minute candle, breakup candle low. How you doing? You see the way this works? It starts from larger time frames and works down to the smallest. It starts from the smallest time frames and works up to the largest. It goes in both directionals. It's bi-directional. She goes both ways. A little bit about some of the stuff that's going on in the media. And I want to circle back to when Russia began to invade Ukraine, when they were threatening to invade Ukraine, people were railing about how can the market be going up when all this is going on with Russia? And the market kept going up and up and up, up until it didn't. I'm getting the same kind of questions about China and Taiwan. It looks like they're really getting to an aggressive state. How can the market be ignoring all this stuff? And the market is the market, and all this other stuff is the other stuff. They're not necessarily married together until the media is able to sew it together. It's a hard concept to wrap your head around. It is what it is. For example, if the market went down hard tomorrow, 
and there was some kind of information coming out that China was going to invade Taiwan, or they did invade Taiwan, or they sent the missile and it missed their target, and it actually hit something in Taiwan or whatever, then the market would be going down because of that situation, which really hasn't changed between yesterday, today, and potentially what might happen in the future. The conversation would change, the story changes, the media changes. How about inside the numbers today? We'll run through the commentary, point out some important things, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. They're still pushing higher in a bullish formation. This was zero dark 30. They were poised for a pretty good gap higher opening this Monday. So what are we focused on? Two important numbers as they pushed up, 416.61, 417.44. They hit them both, they spiked it, and then they turned around. Now, remember, it wasn't a collapse. They just pulled back from making a new high. That's what it is so far. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Some traders will only want to see the bear flag pattern on the hourly chart. Some traders will only want to see the tail candle on the 120-minute chart. Those traders are missing the 240 chart, the bullish pattern, the daily chart where they're still pushing higher until they're not. Again, at zero dark 30, we're saying if they push above this stuff, they would be above the breakdown box. We know all that. And if they were pushing higher, we would have handled it in a real time type of formation. So on the flip side, the gap left open from Friday is around 413.50, give or take. It was actually a few pennies lower than that. I'm rounding early in the morning. If below that, we show up with real-time numbers, and it was a quiet pre-market Monday morning. So the big picture, and this is at 9.09, is that they're at the upper portion of the breakdown box, still gapping higher today. However, interesting little mini-dump in the pre-market. We're not sure if it's anything material just yet, but it could be the first hint of opportunity this morning. So think about this for a moment. There was a mini dump in the pre-market. I'm going to show it to you in a moment on the futures chart. And then they never really busted higher today other than making a test. They weren't able to really bust higher. So maybe that was somewhat of a little bit of a tell slash clue in the pre-market. And here it is. This is the 24-hour clock. And this is the candle ending at 9 a.m. And then the next candle ending at 9.10. This is a 10-minute chart. Was down a lot. So... From here, they started at about 41.77, and in just 10 minutes, they made a low of 41.60, so $1.70 in the SPY, 17 SPY handles, or S&P handles, I should say, in a matter of minutes before the opening bell, so something was going on. As it turned out, NVIDIA pre-announced a reduction in their projected earnings, so it jolted the market a little bit, and also created an opportunity for us in NVIDIA because I immediately bolted that one up on the board. We'll take a look at stocks on the move in a few moments. Let's move along, see what else we have. So 921, here's the deal. If there's an early morning shakeout with the intention of going right back up, the first spot the Bulls would play defense is around 414.65. Getting much below will open the door for the gap around 413.45, give or take. Let's get our faculties using images and pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 
414.65 is that horizontal line. As you can see, in the opening five-minute candle, the low was 414.92. They never got down to my number, and they did the thing where they took back off to the upside as projected, not really projected, but that's kind of what I had in mind. That was the design of the would-be morning trade. Had it been triggered, little tiny shakeout right back up. They just didn't get to my number. Then later on, they played games with the gap. So what happened was they came back down to fill the gap, missed by a few pennies, and went back up in really what turned out to be just a bounce formation. They filled the gap later on in the day and then closed below the gap, which simply means they closed below Friday's close, creating a slightly down day. No big deal. The numbers were there, they just didn't do the things in the manner in which. How about right out of the gate, 9.30, nice rip on NVIDIA. We'll circle back to that one later. By 9.32, what I'm saying here is they spiked 4.15 and took off. They never got to my number. And frankly, there was really not much to do with the SPY until they made a high or a new high, which was a spike of 4.17.44. What we're saying here at 9.51 is there will be a morning pivot high. The question is, Will they spike 417.44 first or not? There's your morning pivot high. They spiked 417.44 first and came back down. If they were going to stay above that number, that would have been the bull case. Now, traders that shorted the old highs around 417.44, and there were some in the live room. There was also some inside the number members that did it. They were rewarded. It was a light volume chop shop formation. After an early attempt up there and a slight pullback, for me, I took that short trade off the table. I'm going to scroll up through the notes, pause the video, read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. There's a lot of valuable information here that you can use as a tour guide of the market during the trading day. Example, intraday important numbers below current price are 412 and 41075. Low of day was a spike of 412. Low of day, 411.83. About stocks on the move. There were only three on the board today. It was a quiet Monday morning. NVIDIA, Tyson Food, and Roku. Roku didn't hit its number, so it's off the board. It's a no trade. We'll take a look at the chart of NVIDIA and Tyson. Check Tyson out. It opened below the first number. The reason I left the lineup on the board. Look at the back test after the open. They shot up to run a test of that number, 83.10. The high was 83.08 and fell away. But technically, because they opened below, this number's off the board. And this is where we have to pick things apart. So I take it down to a one-minute chart. You see what happened in the first couple of minutes of the day. They almost got to the second number. The low was 82.28. So they're only a few pennies away and they shot back up to run a test of that first number. Technically speaking, they did the deal off the second number but coming up short. What I mean by that is they would have done the deal had they hit the second number, and when that happens, come up short and do the 1% give or take either way, then they come back down. We don't want that anymore. That's coming too close. When they come back down, that number is no longer valid. The third number is now valid. They went lower, they rallied back to the third number, 
and fell away again. The reality was there was nothing great for Tyson Foods. The only way to make money with Tyson was to be in the room with Jordan who ended up buying another number lower because he was doing it in real time. Therefore, he was able to turn a profit on Tyson because it was a real-time type of decision. How about NVIDIA? How you doing? So this one was getting a buzz cut after they pre-announced whatever their earnings are going to be. It was going to be less. So they're reducing the market's expectations. So the market decided to take the stock out behind the woodshed. 174 was the number that came out of the calculator immediately. The opening bell rang. They came down, made a low of 173.59, turned around, and had a tremendous rocket ride back in the other direction, 182.39, just minutes later, by 10 o'clock in the morning, was the high. A lot of traders in the room got this one. A lot of inside the number members got this one. A lot of money was made today in NVIDIA. They came back down to run another test of the same area, and then went back up later in the day. But the trade is long over. Nice rip in NVIDIA. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? You got a couple of things working. A, they're pushing higher, and it's my favorite market-leading indicator, so we can't unknow this information. They were up 1% today. That's a positive day. Sure, there's a tail candle on the daily chart. That's fine, but they were still up 1% today. If they start getting below and closing candles like hourly and then daily below 190, things will change a little bit. But for now, there's nothing bearish on the IWM chart. If they push higher, where are they headed? You see that 200 period moving average at a big fat round number at 200? They'll probably get to 198, 199, then pull away. But that's really where they're headed. By the time they get there, if they're going to get there, the 200-period moving average will be at a slightly different price, either at or below 200. What about the Q people? We have the same routine. A little bit of a tail candle. They tried to break out. They couldn't get there. But that's not bearish on the chart. They tried. They didn't do it. Tomorrow's another day. There's nothing bearish until they start getting below certain stuff. What is one of that stuff? 316 on the queues. Start getting below and closing daily below 316 and things may begin to change. As long as they're above 316, there's nothing technically wrong with the queue chart. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What's going on here? Another tail candle. Check this out. Breakdown candle and the high is 14,668 and change. They broke above it today but where'd they close? 14,652 and change. Close above that breakdown candle is bullish. Can't do it, and it's not bearish yet, but it can be the start of something bearish. Close below 14,250, and something other than bullish is developing. What's going on with the financials? They tried to break up, they couldn't do it, finished down two pennies. We're not really gonna make a federal case out of down two pennies. We had the gap and crap situation today across the markets, but they really didn't crap out. They just kind of went back to even. So it's not necessarily a big deal. It could be one of those fake gap and crap situations. What about Smash Mouth? Well, the fact that Nvidia got smacked down today 
The SMH got smacked down today. What did they do? Just look at the big picture. They ran a test of the last breakup candle low in the sequence. 236.42, the low today, 236.06. They bounced off of it. Nice trade. I'm not saying we traded it. I just felt like saying nice trade. But you can see where I'm going with this. I point out the same stuff on a variety of different charts, different time frames across the board, and you see the same shit happens over and over and over again. It's not rocket science. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.